Recorded in the studios at Mad Sky and Associates at 125 West Sunbridge Drive in Fayetteville. Produced by Brian Dean, it is time for the fastest hour in high school sports. This is the Ox and Oz Show. And now, here's your host, Mr. Jeff Oxford and Coach Randy Osnes. Jeff Oxford here, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Oz. Coach, how's it going? It's going great. I mean, it's been like a week, week and a half, it seems like, since we've been together. We did try to do the football game the other night. Uh, for some reason, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, I'll tell you what the main difficulty was, was Brian Dean wasn't there. He didn't show up, did he? Didn't show up. He left yeah. us hanging. He produces this show and does yeah. a great job with this podcast, and it's amazing what he does on Friday nights for Farmington football. And uh, we didn't know how much. The school didn't know how much until he didn't show up. Of course, it was his wife's birthday. Can you imagine if he didn't go to his wife's birthday get-together? Uh, can you? Uh, yeah, I don't want no – we'd be reading about it in the paper. It would be a tribute to Brian Dean's night on this podcast. Yeah, I guarantee you. <laughs> we would be finding another producer. There's no doubt. Yeah. What are we going to do tonight, Coach? Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, we've got football rankings. We're going to talk about some different things going on. Things are starting to shape up as far as all the different conferences up here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, tennis, you know, we wrapped up golf a week and a half ago. The overall was uh, was the other day. And then, of course, you know, cross country. Uh, you've got the district meet getting ready to happen the end of this week. And then November 9th, I think, is the overall for state cross country. We, we've got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of volleyball going on right now, too. Cross country. Yes, sir. I know that was one of your favorite sports whenever you were in high school. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Coach, we did not have cross country <laughs> when I was in high school. And if we did have cross country, that would be one letter you would not find on my jacket. You know, I saw Coach Davis, you know, told me that many times he thought cardio was a huge factor in all the success that, uh, you know, we had in basketball back in the day when you were playing. Whatever. <laughs> Let's see we're going to be that way tonight. So, a lot of things, a lot of things going on, and and you know, you're we're, we're getting ready to jump into week eight of football season. Yes, we are, and, and we could spend thirty minutes on on, on week eight of football season because that comes that here you now now you get into the part where you're starting to kind of define who's gonna who's who's in the playoffs. Who's got to get a big win to get in the playoffs, and who's kind of you know got a firm, firm foothold of their of their classification? You know, and everybody you know needs a little help during during this time. You know, you, you, like you said, you have maybe one or two at the top that you know is cruising pretty good, and maybe they've already played each other, maybe they haven't. Uh, you know, that three and four team, maybe that five seed team right now is sitting there saying, okay, if this happened and this happened, uh, we're going to get a great opportunity. I know we're seeing that in four A and five A. Uh, you most definitely going to happen in the seven A. And, of course, you know, we can talk about that all again as far as, you know, different classifications. Even though they're playing football as a 7 team, everything else we're going to talk about tonight, they're going to be 6 Why will you not let that go? I can't do it. I okay. Mean, it just, I, what if I told you that I got a letter from the AAA that it was explaining how all this classification breakdown went down? What would you say if I told you that? Well, I think it would be quite comical because I sit and talk to Joey Walters down there in, in – uh, uh, gosh, almighty, where we're Heber Springs, and, and we were talking about podcasts and different things, and that you know, I made some comments about that, and all he did was giggle. So yeah. he didn't giggle. <laughs> well, he, they didn't send me a letter either. <laughs> did they not? No, I think I may be on the cannot enter AAA building list. I no, think I'm like one be? of her, like six people they won't let in there. 
because I don't like the way they do the classification, and I don't like that stupid warm-up rule after halftime football game. You know, they did that Friday night again, and that, that shocked me. I thought it only went so many weeks into the season, but I guess that, you know, is, is probably – is it? A, I mean, I've been out of football coaching now for seven or eight years, so is that a situation where it's every – Every week. Every week. Every you do that all the way through, so you got an extra two and a half minutes. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And I look back, you know, here's the deal. You're one of the reasons that we have that rule, and I, then I you get works. out of coaching – and now I'm stuck having to deal with it every no, week. No, I'm not out of coaching. I just, I got you out got of out of coaching football. Out of, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You got that rule. <laughs> you helped get that rule put in place, and then you drop that, it on me. That was not me by any means. Yeah, well, let's go ahead, Coach. Let's, hey, jump into the, to the 7A uh, conference real real quick, and we'll, we'll roll through it if you want to talk about the, the you, rankings. You bet. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and take the rankings from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And, uh, it's their high school football rankings. Uh, once again, dominant. You know, Bryant just, you know, continues to show their dominance. They're number one. Bentonville, two. Bentonville West, three. Conway, four. Little Rock Catholic comes in at five. And then North Little Rock there at six. Uh, as you can see, we've only got a, a couple of Northwest Arkansas teams in the top six this week. Well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into it a little deeper. I'm going to go by, by conference. And when you jump into that, that region up here with – Benville, Benville West, Van Buren, Harbor, Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, and Rogers Heritage. You got both the Bentonville schools leading the way. Of course, you said I think you said Bentonville is ranked second in the state. Yes, sir. You know, Bentonville seven and 0, 4 and 0 in the conference. Right behind them is their 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 brother school, Bentonville West. Uh, you know, they're also four and 0 and five at two. But coach, what I want to draw your attention to is there is three teams sitting there at two and two in the conference: Van Buren, Harbor, and Fayetteville, and then. One game out of it, Springdale. So when you look at this week's games and the importance of this week's game, now keep in mind, out of these out of these eight teams, six of them are going to make the playoffs. So right now, you'd be everybody except the two Rogers schools. Right. Well, actually, Rogers would hold the tiebreaker after Springdale because they got their first win against Springdale this week. So the both both Springdale and Rogers are, are one and threes, but Rogers would get the nod. But so. Today or this week, you got the big rivalry game. This is a, the big rival game when we was in school, Fedville versus Springdale. And then, of course, Harbor and Van Buren. So right there, you've got four teams playing, and all of them are battling for that, for that, get that playoff spot. You know, that, that battle of the Bulldogs with uh, Fedville playing Springdale. I mean, two good coaching staffs, uh, you know, two teams that are, you know, have, have fallen, you know, sporadically. During this during the season, but I mean anything can happen. You know, it's that time of the year, and you know, uh, sometimes it takes a little time to gel. And, uh, and and I like I like Zach Clark. I like Casey Dick. Those guys do a great job, and uh, I'm sure that'd be a great game to go watch Friday night. If you jump on down to the six A, the only school we have up here is is Siloam. And coach, what's what's the rankings in six uh, A? Greenwood one, Cersei two, Lake Hamilton three, Benton comes in at four, Jonesboro slides into the five spot, and Sheridan is six. I know that surprises a lot of people that. Greenwood is number one. <laughs> man, what a job they do. That's just football factory. It's a machine, man. Football it factory. is a machine. Siloam, uh, very important for them this week. They got El Dorado coming to town. Very winnable game for them. Uh, El Dorado comes in 0-4 in the conference, 1-6 overall. And Siloam is 2-5 and 1-3 and and in the conference. So, Coach, let's move on to 5A. 5A, I was going to ask you real quick, I know, I know what El Dorado, uh, are, do they come up on Tuesday night, spend the night through the rest of the week? I mean, that's that's a haul. That's a long way. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you God know, bless them there in the, in the 6A. But since we've decided to have 13 different conferences <laughs> or, or classifications in football, this this is what happens. So, 
if we would go back to the six, here, go ahead, Coach. What we got in five? <laughs> <laughs> Little Rock Christian one, Harrison two, PA three, Valley View four, win five, and Maumel comes in sixth. Coach, the only team we have around here, we got two of them, Max. So we got, you know, uh, Farmington, who, who comes off a, a uh, home loss to Valonia, which uh, Valonia, um, you know, they, they got some studs. Well, and here's the thing, you know, they, they played Harrison extremely close, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, we had the, the firsthand opportunity to watch, you know, uh, Valonia play. My goodness, uh, Draven Smith, that kid, he's phenomenal. Great, great wheels. Uh, you know, gets a lot of yards after contact. Uh, two or three times we saw him, uh, you know, get hit in the backfield uh, for losses and keep his feet, keep his balance and, and continue on. I don't know where the young man's going to play ball at, but he'll be a great asset to any any college program. And then defensively, you know, they come get you. And, and they will hit you. And they've got a lot of speed. 24 seniors with that bunch. How they kept them out of the top six this week, I, I don't know. But I'm going to say it's, it's NFL not for long. They will be in there. Well, Farmington is 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in conference play, so that makes this week's game uh, be the last home game for the Cardinals. They take on 0-4 in the conference, 1-6 Huntsville Eagles. So that kind of makes this Friday a must-win game if the Cardinals want to make the playoffs. The game of the week, in my eyes, in, in the 5A is uh, Moulton at Valonia. Uh, those are two teams right now. They're sitting in third and fourth in the conference, um, you know, sitting right behind. Well, I guess they're set be – second and third uh so you know sitting behind harrison so big win whoever wins that game is pretty much assuring themselves assuring themselves a, a spot in the playoff and uh you know if molten if, if valonia beats molten then that makes that next week game uh, with with farmington molten extremely important if farmington notches huntsville this week i agree i agree and uh you know you know, we keep hearing, you know, conflicting reports about what's going on within the situation of the quarterback spot there at Moralton. And, and I know the young man is uh, is quite the athlete. And, uh, you know, we've heard that maybe he's he's out. Of course, I, I read some headlines where he had a good game the other night. So, uh, who knows? I'm going to say, you know, it's going to come down to, to that situation definitely for Farmington. Coach, let's move on to 4A. Joe T. Robson is one spot. Arkadelphia comes in in the two spot, which, uh, you know, those guys are in the same conference. And, Tough conference. And then Shiloh comes in there at third. Nashville, another one is out of the 7-4A. And then Warren, and then Ozark in sixth. Coach, I call the 4A, I call it the Big 12. And let me tell you why. you got Shiloh's head and shoulders above everybody else in that conference, kind of like OU is in their conference. But then you go down through the next three, and and they are actually the next five. P Ridge is sitting there 4-0 and also, but 4-3 and overall, where Shiloh's 7-0 and and 4-0. Then you got Perigrove, Gravit, Gentry, and Lincoln all at two and two in in the conference. So when you look at this week's game and you look at who everybody who they've got, the big game for this week in the Big Twelve, the four A is Gentry at Perigrove. You know, and, and Perigrove, uh, you know, is coming off a big uh, a loss to to Shiloh. And uh, let, let me tell you, those guys. Uh, Kind of small in stature at times, you know, when we saw them when they played Farmington. Well, they come off the ball really well, and like we talked about earlier, it's time to gel. This is time of the season, and I, I look – I kind of see them over Gentry this week. Uh, the, the last one I want to talk about real quick is, is Elkins. Elkins is the lone outcast in the 4A up here. Uh, they're second in their conference right now, 5-2 and two over and all, 3-1 and one in conference play. Uh, they got a big game to, this week because they have to take it on the road go to Pottsville. 
you know, they need a rebound after playing Mina last week, and, uh, and, and Mina scored quite a few points on them, and, uh, you know, we're, we're looking for Elkins to, you know, definitely make a comeback this week on Friday night. Then real quick in the 3A coach, Greenland and West Fork, uh, Greenland goes to Cedarville, Greenland leads that series 4-3, to three, but uh, Greenland going in with a 1-3 conference record, 3-4 and four overall, the Pirates need a big win this week. Well, I'm telling you, that's, uh, that's kind of, you know, you talk about rivalries, I mean, they're just right down the road. Each one of those districts kind of encircle each other, and uh, you know, next door neighbors are playing against each other on Friday nights. So that'd be a good game to watch. All right, coach. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll probably uh, have a phone guest. Sounds great. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. All right, this is Jeff Oxford. I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Oz. Coach, got a special guest for you today. Guess who I got on the phone today? Oh, who is it? Coach Mike Howard, head volleyball coach of the Farms of Cardinals. Hey, he's living the dream right now. He's undefeated. He, he, he won his conference, went undefeated, got got beat by two or three teams. Uh, what did you lose, two games, three games? Uh, we dropped two games uh, in, uh, in a Saturday tournament and then uh, fourth but uh, they were against kind of six eight teams. I know that you like to call them seven, six eight. Who who but, were they? <laughs> who were they? Uh, Fort Fort Smith Northside beat us in two, and then Springdale Harbor beat hey, us. Hey, hold in on two. just a second, Coach. I gotta ask. I gotta ask Coach Osner something right quick, Coach. He said six A, aren't they seven A? Well, they, they are in football, but you know, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna break in on you right here, right now, because I, I said this back in the very first podcast that we had. One thing that, that Coach Howard does, he's not afraid to go out and play anybody. I mean, he's he's gonna go ahead and play some of these tougher teams, these bigger schools, and he's gonna find out where his weaknesses are, so he can go back and practice and make sure coming up here in the next couple of weeks when he gets ready for the state tournament that those uh, those weaknesses have been taken care of. And, and Coach Howard, I'm just messing with you. I know how I know how this all breaks down. I just bust them a little bit. I don't like the way they separate football from everybody else. But Ryan, I I know it's it's hard for you guys to figure out, but uh, you football minds. But uh, the rest of us kind of got to figure that. So boy, here we go. All right. <laughs> I can I can't even speak. I was crunching ice right there, drinking my water, and he started talking about football minds. God bless you. Here we go. <laughs> let's let's get talk about your season a little bit, Coach. You know, you uh, like like Jeff alluded to, you're undefeated in conference. You're, you're getting ready to play in the conference tournament this week, and uh, you know, state's right around the corner. Tell us about some of your key players and uh, and what you're looking forward to during the district tournament. Along, hopefully, with you know, most definitely going into the state tournament. Well, yes, sir, Coach. Uh, we we kind of started non-conference uh, this year, going uh, against some bigger schools that are. Uh, every year in year in and year out and good at volleyball so we went over to asylum springs went into their gym and beat them and uh after that first match we knew well we had something going on um 
we've got we've got a big group of seniors we got uh, we got eight seniors coming in um, a whole bunch of returning talent with varsity experience so um, we got outside hitter Callie Stout coach you know her um, she plays with a chip on her shoulder ready to ready to win anything she wants to win the coin toss more than you do so no she's uh, um, she's she's very 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 competitive and uh, you know I had the opportunity to watch you guys play a couple times this year and you know she can jump out of the gym along with along with two or three other kids that you have. And that's that's what gets me is in the past, I've watched your, your teams play and some of these other teams around Northwest Arkansas. And what I really like about your bunch is, boy, they leap well. And they go get it and they're competitive and it's fun to watch. Well, that's that's the, that's the brand of volleyball we have to play. We don't we don't have some of these other schools. We can't we can't uh, get those uh, six, two, six, three girls coming in here in Farmington. Uh, five, eight is about as tall as we go. Um, so we have to be athletic. We have to be crafty. We have to be uh, quick and agile, and, and like you said, be able to leap up off the floor and play the ball above the net. And uh, we can do that with anybody. We we truly believe that. So, well, um, like you said, we went down to Fort Smith and played a tournament down there. We played Harvard. We played Northside. We played some of the teams from our conference, and we went toe to toe with them. And and they they didn't. They, I think they they maybe got their eyes open a little bit when they played a little Farmington from 4A Northwest. Um, we were putting some balls down on them, filming some block stuff, and they weren't uh, they weren't too pleased with it. Let's put it that way. Well, I tell you what, we're we're very proud of what you're doing with the program. You know, not just because we're from Farmington, but I mean the entire community talks about it. You know, right now, and and everybody's had the opportunity to go out and watch it. Has thoroughly enjoyed it. I am gonna gonna ask you a question here, and I'm sure you know Ox is gonna jump in right here because he he loves this title of this position that I'm getting ready to speak of, libero. Uh, you know, I know Paige Anderson for you does a great job playing that position. Coach, can you kind of explain this position? And my goodness, he's going to ask you, and I'll just go ahead and ask you up front, where did that name come from? Uh, well, orig it originated from the Italian term for free, which is libero. So I know that Coach Oxford is going to have – he's going to have a hard time with that, but <laughs> it's, that, it's that libero. And uh, here in the States, we like to call it libero. And what and what Paige does for us better than hardly everybody else is she comes in, she's she can serve for one of two players, and she doesn't cost us a substitution. So that's the worry in volleyball is you only get a limited number of substitutions per set, and if you run out, you got to play with the six people you have on the court, no matter how big small they are. So uh, what the libero or the libero does is it it lets us it allows us to have a substitution that doesn't count towards our total number. So she can sub in, sub out. Um, they're well known for being the best defensive player on the court. They can only play the back court. They can't play up at the net. So I know Coach Ox, you want to see her jump up and put one down. Paige Anderson's not going to do it. She's going to stay back row. She's going to pass those balls. So, so, so it's uh, the free person. It's the free one. The free person. It's just a free, it's a free substitution. Yeah. It's like a get out of jail free card. You can sub somebody in, sub them out when it doesn't cost you anything. Well, Coach Howard, as you, as you know. You know, I had had a daughter played played volleyball for Farmington, and all those years I went to those games and I'd try to figure out the substitution pattern, and and how you I finally figured out the rotation. I finally got that figured okay. out. Well, maybe we can let him go ahead and speak on that because there's a lot of people, lay people like me, that I've been coaching for a long time and I see what's going on, but I'm not really aware of of the rotation. And uh, I know you're going to ask him some questions about substitution. I've got some questions here too, but continue on. So if you if you would if you could kind of explain how that rotation works and uh, and and your 
philosophy on how you're going to use your substitutions? So uh, the biggest thing with rotations is your your players when after they score a point, uh, if they score a point off the other team, you got to rotate clockwise. Okay, so if you're if you're back row and you're on the furthest left of the court, you're going to move front row. So the way out the way we use substitutions is if I got somebody like um, one of our defensive specialists, Mass and Lovell, she passes really well, she serves really well, but bless her heart, she's not that big. So when she gets starts ready to go front row to get up and play the net, we go ahead and sub her out, and we put in Cali Stout for her. And for the next rotations, the next three rotations, the front row rotations, Cali plays the net. She throws blocks up. She jumps up and hits that daggum thing. And we can put some points on the board. All right? Uh, and then when it gets time for those players, those big from net players to go back row, we substitute some of those defensive specialists. So it's the same thing you would do, um, Coach, if you had, if you wanted to sub somebody in on the offensive line, uh, you're not going to put in one of your wide receivers in there to do the job up there up front. No, so I, I understand we that. We, we, substitute, we substitute personnel um, to, to set them up for success at the position they're going to have to play. So, um, and you, like I said, you get a certain number. And we use a libero to uh, to alleviate that problem. Okay, I'm drawing out got a diagram. Actually, Brian Dean has yeah. a diagram going for us. So I think we're on top of it so far. Well, now, you said a certain number of substitutions. How, what is that number for every set? Well, it depends It depends on what level you're playing. We're going to get 16 subs per set. So you get set goes to 25 points, and I only get 16 subs. So if, if the game's kind of tight and it's going back and forth, a lot of times the referee will lean over and tell me, Coach, you're at 14 subs. Uh -huh. Coach, you're, you're at 13. You're getting close. So they'll give me a heads up, and then I got to start looking at the lay of the land and figure out if this is going to go um, keep going forward and be a close game. I was like, we got to find the best lineup we can have because once you get six girls out there at 16 subs, you don't get any more substitutions, and you got to play that out. Hey. Um, it's a – Go ahead. Coach Ozzins, it's a good thing they didn't have limited subs when we played sports. We'd never got to play. No, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, this this is this one thing I like. Coach Oz, we're, the rankings, the rankings in volleyball right now, um, what, what we got? Highland, I believe Highland is one. Is that correct? It should be Valley View. Or, I'm sorry, Valley View's one. Valley View. And, and then, Coach Howard, your team's second. And what was yes, it Bur Brooklyn's third? Mina, 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 okay. Mina, Moralton, and then Berryville. Ah, okay, okay. So, um, that, that's a great year, you know. And uh, I know every year those 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 teams are ones about like Valley View. They're all they're always good. Um, so, how do you how do you feel going into district tournament? Well, we we're looking we're looking up. We we like our chances. We we played everybody in district at least once. And we, like you said, we went undefeated through conference. So we have, we got confidence. We got um, past history on our side. Um, we've got everybody scouted, some people more than once. Um, so we, we got that confidence going into district tournament. We, we only got to win two matches, two matches, and we can be outright conference champs in that one seed coming out of the Northwest. And we're really pumped about it. So you, uh, you, play, you play tomorrow at 530, is that correct? Yes, sir. We play the the winner of Shiloh, and, and they're playing the their opponents are playing right now. So I don't know who we're um, who their opponents are going to be, but Shiloh Christian's got to play um, Old Gravit and, or Gentry uh, tomorrow, right before we play them, and then we get to go uh, head to head to try to get into the finals. Okay. 
Well, Coach Osnes, you got any other questions? No, I, I tell you what, we were talking about the substitutions and everything a while ago, and, and you know, the one question I had, you, I understand the clockwise, and, and, and Brian drew everything out for us here, you know, using numbers and so on. But every time I go, I see the, the little official that is, and I say little, I'm sorry for saying it that way, but, you know, he stands there on the net, on the, on the floor. He's not the one that's elevated, and he or she has a little book. Now, I, I assume now after listening to you, that's where he keeps up the number of substitutions. There's Yeah, there's two things they keep on that little uh, card they keep in their pocket. One is making sure the number of subs is correct. Uh, make sure I don't go over because it's, it's an immediate point for the other team. The other thing is uh, they check that rotation before every sub. They'll look at the numbers on the court and make sure everyone's standing where they're supposed to be standing. And if you get um, out of what they call out of rotation or in the wrong spot, they'll give a point to the other team right then too. So they're always checking up, making sure everyone's where they're supposed to be. Um, they're doing their job pretty diligently when it comes to those rules. Okay, one last question from me, and then I'm sure Ox has a couple more. I got one more. Okay, one this one, this one, when they go into sub, now you know, if I'm a sub kid, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, softball, where it may be, you know, it's pretty easy. I'm gonna go up and talk to the official, boom, run them out, and away you go. But now, when you guys do this, it's like one faces the bench, one faces the playing floor, and and we're holding, we're holding our left hand up. And, you know, it's like Spock is, is giving the power to the other Spock. I mean, you know, back in the days of – I don't understand. Is that the way you're supposed to do it, or is that just something we do? Uh, that's what we've gotten to the point to doing. Uh, one of the other substitution rules that we have in volleyball is you can't sub the same person for multiple people. Okay. So if I send – like I said for the example earlier, if I send Callie Stout to go play for Madison Lovell, um, I can't put Cali Stout in for somebody else. So once, once so she, once she, she subs for in, that position, she's got to sub for that position? She's got to stay in that position. So okay. they'll check. What they're doing is those kids put those hands up, and the, that down ref that you're saying is looking down at his sheet, he's saying number 10 is going in for number 12. And then the guy running the books at the table puts it down, and uh, that's locked in for the rest of the set. So 10 can go in from 12, and 12 can go in from 10, but I'm they can't serve for someone else. I'm a lot more educated than I was to, I am too. Know, 15 minutes ago. <clears throat> All right, here, here's my last question. So yes, um, you said earlier that if you go over on your substitutions, it's an automatic point for the other team. Yes, sir. Do they allow you to go ahead and make that substitution, or is that or is that substitution that, not well, get that? If I – if I get maximum number and I try to go sub, they'll give a point to the other team, and the P and the six girls that are on the court have to stay there. Okay, that's rough. That's rough. That person out. See, the that's only, the only way that they'll sub is if there's an injury to somebody that's out there. They'll allow a medical substitution. Ah, uh -huh. volleyball is very strict. I'd say so. You know, yeah. Coach Osmond, you cannot yell at the officials. Yeah, you, you made that point clear last week when we talked. I mean, we, it is, we, when it we is talked the about only Coach Howard, sport yeah. that you cannot say a word to the officials. No, no, and hey, I, yeah. fellas, I'll tell you this. I listened to your other podcast, and I heard you you started down on the you started down this road, <laughs> this topic of these officials, and I knew that it was going to come up. And I'm telling you this right now: we got two more weeks left of postseason volleyball, and you're not going to get one comment out of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were fishing. We were just fishing. That was it. Now let me ask you this: cause since you brought that up, we'll go ahead and ask it. I'll say baseball terminology, softball terminology. Every once in a while, you'll, you'll get that old boy behind the plate that, you know, his zone maybe floats like a canoe, you know, and, and sometimes you just kind of question it, you know, from the bucket. Hey, uh, you know, where did we miss? Can you say anything at all to the officials? Uh, so that's that's part of uh, part of those girls that are on the court. I got, I got two co-captains, Paige Anderson and Brittany Pittman. 
and they are what are called my speaking captains. And if I have anything that I want to say to that referee, I have to tell the 16 to 18 year old girl and she's had to trot her across the court and talk to the official. So um, I've been to a couple of those football games. I've been to some basketball games. I've been to some of those softball games, coach. And there are some things that if I'm going to talk to those officials, i got to tell my player, and i got to, I got to know that she's going to run across there and talk to that ref. So that's, I don't uh, usually go uh, toe-to-toe with those referees very often. That's, well, that's here's what you need to do. Right Just there. try this. I promise you this will work. If you will say, start it off with, with the utmost respect – you missed that call. As long as you say that first, with the utmost respect, I'm sure you'll be good. You know what I really like? Oh, what yeah. I really like would be nice if Paige Anderson run across there and say, hey, Coach Howard said your part-time job's interfering with my full-time job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be good. I would hope, I would hope that on the run over, Paige would not relay that direct quote. Well, Coach, I tell you what, we, we appreciate you taking your time to talk with us, and you know, we wish you nothing but the best of luck, and, uh, and thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, the, there's nothing better than uh, Farmington being right atop top those those rankings, no matter what sport it is. So I we're agree. Happy to represent the school and every the sport. Brian, you, you got something you want to say? Well, co- Coach, I was just going to mention um, we talked about the district tournament, and right now you guys are the one the one out of the West, putting you in the semifinals, which basically has assured you a spot in the in the state tournament. Correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're, we are clinched to go to the state tournament next week. And so with that being said, if today was the, all right, here's where you stand and you're st- you're still in the one seed, looking ahead to the, the state tournament, and I don't want to, you know, I know how that type goes. Here we you, go. You would be facing the four seed out of the West, which, would, the be, West. Yes. which would be Magnolia. And then it, when yep. you win that, you would be facing either the two seed out of the northe- northeast or the three seed out of the central, which would be either right. Brooklyn or Robinson mm-hmm. to head into, I believe at that point in time, would be the state finals, state semifinals. State semifinals at that point, yes. Sir. State semifinals. So what ha- have you gotten that far to looking ahead – potentially at those teams to kind of prepare yourself, obviously not the girls because they they need to be focused on what's going to happen tomorrow, but looking ahead to the state tournament. Well, uh, if I – with with the number of days that we got to play that state tournament, it, it just goes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So um, I've always said I don't want the team to look ahead, but I'm going to have to. So I don't look right in front of me. I got, I'm looking down the road, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't scout every – every uh, possible scenario. So I've, I've looked ahead and looked at uh, anybody we can play first round, anybody we can play second round. Um, and I've got some people sending film, and i got I got enough contacts through the volleyball world that um, I feel pretty prepared. And knowing that however this is going to play out this week and then into next week, um, that we're going to have some some uh, – some good film session. We're gonna have. We're gonna be prepared going into that state tournament and hope to make a deep run. Well, I'm gonna I'm put a little more pressure on you, Coach. I, you know, I know I signed off and told you thank you very much, but you know, we uh, softball-wise, normally in the past we've always gone to a fall ball tournament uh, over in in Tulsa, and uh, you know, we got together with uh, the boosters and everybody else that was involved, and we uh, canceled our trip November second. Uh, you know, we plan on being down in Hot Springs, so there's a little pressure right there, Bob. Uh, well, you know, uh, from, from back in my day when I used to be a football player, my, my coach used to tell me that pressure ain't nothing but breaks pipes. So, there you go, buddy. There you uh, go. I like it. Nothing, 
Brothers, pressure's nothing to us. We've been we've been in some tough matches, um, like you said, in some Saturday tournaments against some six uh, A slash seven A teams. There you go. Um, so That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Here, here's the deal. Our our, our situation was, Bubba, is we. Uh, you know, we, we we feel so strongly about what's getting ready to happen that, that we didn't want to be out of town when that situation took place. We want to be there supporting you guys, yeah, and we're yeah. excited about November 2nd. Coach, we appreciate that, and uh, we trust us. We want to be there, too. So right. uh, we got we got plans to go deep. All right, Coach. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, and, and uh, good luck tomorrow. All right, appreciate it. All right, thank you. See you, bud. All right. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. All right, everybody, we're back. Jeff Oxford joined by my good buddy, uh, Coach Randy Osnes. Coach, what do you say we hit the state golf tournament results real quick? You bet. Last week, uh, 6A girls, Bentonville, took on the state title with Federal as the state runner-up. Um, you know, you move on down to the 5A girls, uh, Lakeside, Greenwood, Mountain Home, Sheridan, El Dorado. Uh, Lakeside Hot Springs took home the, uh, the state championship. And 4A girls, it was Brooklyn, Nashville, Harrison, and Farmson coming in fourth. In 3A girls, you have Bismarck back to prep, smack over, and Boonville. Boonville got in there in, a, in fourth place. Uh, in 2A girls, Melbourne takes home the state title. And 1A girls, uh, Westside Greer's Ferry takes home the state title. Uh, moving over to the boys' side, you know, there was uh, a, a lot of talk about what was going to happen this year within uh, 6A golf. I, I know there was... You know, it, it looked like Fevel all the way. Bentonville comes in, takes over the title. Uh, Catholic comes in second, Fevel third, Cabot's fourth, and 5A boys. Uh, you get Jonesboro, Lakeside Hot Springs, Little Rock Christian, then Greenwood. And 4A boys, uh, Valley View with Devin Pappas, takes on the state title, PA second, Farmington third. Uh, then you go down to the 3A boys, Baptist Prep, uh, Center Point, then Bismarck. Hey, hey Coach White, real quick while you're on, you're on uh, 3A, uh, where did Elkins end up? Uh, Elkins finished up ninth right. in the state. Three yeah. boys had the opportunity uh, a couple weeks ago to talk about their program with Coach Edelman. Uh, and two A boys, uh, Mom L. Charter uh, takes on the state title, and one A boys, uh, Scranton takes home the, the state title in golf. Well, so golf season's over, and so uh, I think right now you got some cross country. Uh, what we got? Go hey, Brian Dean, what we got going on in cross country? Well, this past weekend, the uh, the girls and the boys um, in the area have participated in the Prairie Grove Tigers Invitational, where uh, Rogers High School ended up placing number one and number two individually. Jaden Pruitt and Joaquin Camacho both placed number one and two, which led their team to a victory 
inside the uh, on the boys side the prairie grove tigers invitational uh it was rogers followed by Salomon springs huntsville farmington pea ridge shiloh christian gentry prairie grove and gravit and uh on the boys side as far as top uh, top placer for farmington coming in 10th place was uh colby gardner uh as well and then on the girls side uh joel tidwell did very well for farmington she placed where'd she go she she ended up uh placing well lost 20 26 overall uh taking home the title is haley day and ali not Notchigal, both from Rogers, followed by Kate Notchigal, Juliana Breezewell. Um, as far as the individual or the team title goes, Rogers High School took home first, Salem Springs, Prairie Grove, Pea Ridge, Huntsville, and then Farmington. And then on the 12th, they uh, both girls and boys in the area were in the Springdale School Invitational, where Colby Gardner from Farmington took home second place, right behind, uh, right behind the overall champion Will. Schleyland of Thaden School or Thaden School. Um, so Farmington boys ended up placing first in that, that invitational, followed by the new school, Northwest Arkansas Classical Academy, Haas Hall of Bentonville, Elkins High School, Gravit High School, Thaden School, Diamond High School, and Haas Hall Academy. And then um, we also have some girls' results from that same invitational. And Elkins took home first and Farmington took home second. So um, not too bad overall. Wow, that's so. So, coach, over the last few years, this I say the last few years, uh, cross country is a sport that's really you've really seen an uptick. A lot of kids in it. It's not a sport that was around really whenever we was back in school in the 80s. And uh, quite frankly, that's because we didn't like to run. No, I, I'd be honest with you. You know, you talked about earlier. We we talked to some football coaches, and, and we were talking about Coach Holland, and you know, running those 25 40s for a water break, and you know, 10. 10 100s at the end or some gassers at the end to go ahead and, and head home. And, and that's all the running we wanted to do. We didn't want to do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a son now that's uh, almost 30 years old, and we live a mile off the main road. And he used to love just to run to the main road and run back two miles in the morning, two miles in the afternoon. And then, of course, he would, you know, be on the cross-country team. I just couldn't understand it. But, uh, you know, gosh almighty, I mean, how many how many kids do we have on a cross-country team at Farmington? I mean, it's, I see 20 I see twenty to 30 kids, mm -hmm. you know, out there with uh, with Coach, and, uh, and and she does a great job with them. She does. This is her second year and uh, second year in that position as far as cross-country goes with, with Farmington. And I'll tell you another thing. Bree Jones, I'm sorry. I left yeah. out Bree's name. But yeah, Bree Jones is coach cross-country uh, at Farmington. You're exactly right. And, and Jeff, I'll tell you something else that may, may play, pay dividends for the growth of, uh, of cross-country, especially here at Farmington, is the fact that if you look at Coach Jones's um, roster, I mentioned Joel Tidwell. Well, right behind her in some of these races is Macy Reese. So you've got players that are that play basketball for for Coach Johnson that are saying, you know what, I'm going to get myself ready for or keep myself ready for basketball season. I'm going to run cross country. And Coach Oz, I know that you had uh, Cameron Jernigan a couple of years well, ago. Cameron that, Jernigan, my that goodness, yes. did, did the same thing, and she wanted to keep herself in shape. 
coming out of volleyball season, but she did volleyball and cross country, then went into basketball season, then turned around and went right into softball season. And we're seeing that global. I would venture to guess that we're seeing that globally across the board, that track athletes are turning around and running cross country. Basketball athletes are turning around and running cross country as well. Let me tell you well. something. I, I, I play basketball. And at no time during my time playing <laughs> basketball did it come through my head that I'm going to run a mile down the road and run a mile back. Now, if they if I'm running a mile down the road, they better have some type of refreshment center set up. Here's a true story, and I'll leave you with this on basketball. One of my very first practices in college, the coach come across the gym and said, y'all, follow me. We went out, got on a bus. He took us five miles from the gym, opened up the door, and said, I'll see you guys at the gym. I'm thinking, you're not seeing me unless I get a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. You mentioning that. We, we talked to, we, we've talked about the transitioning of the game style. Has basketball transitioned game style-wise from when you played to what, we're see, to, compared to what we're seeing yeah, now out of Coach close. Jay? So. We, will, we will get into that in an episode later on. But basketball, just like football, has progressed. Uh, you know, it's, it's not even close to the same, same game. You know, and be yeah. honest with you, uh, there's some of us, uh, myself, that I thought was a fairly decent player. I don't know if I could play now. Uh, you know, it's a little different. Um, you know, I know the one thing I'm pretty confident I could do is I could get my five fouls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was pretty confident that if I was playing basketball, you're going to see a whole lot of cherry picking. <laughs> so, I coach. will say this in the uh, in the cross country. I know we, it, we really hit upon the uh, the four and the and the five a. Uh, do you have any information? I mean, I'm kind of putting you on the spot as far as six a. I know everybody November 9th will will be in Hot Springs as far as the state goes. Correct. And uh, I don't know, do we have any information on that? Or is that somewhere we'll I, grab next week? I, that's something that I'll grab next week. And, and what I had tonight was actually 1A through 4A uh, as, for, as far as those two meets go on the boys' and girls' side. Well, you know, we, uh, you know the one thing about that state uh, meet there, cross-country meet, in, uh, in Hot Springs, you know, it takes place there at Oaklawn Infield. And, and I know I had the opportunity to go there a couple times and watch that. And I always thought the infield was flat. At Oakland, never had been out on the infield. Mm -hmm. Boys, it's a lot of hills, really? a lot of hills, and it's uh, it's a whole lot different than what you think when you're sitting up in the stands <laughs> watching the ponies run. So I uh, guarantee you, we we uh, I, I understand. I I went out there last year for the first time in the infield, and I, it surprised me too. So, uh, so coach, anything else you want to leave us with it this week? I know we're going to hit up on some tennis next week. There's a lot going on with tennis still, and uh, and we want to definitely talk about uh, a lot of kids from all over northwest Arkansas, whether it be tennis, whether it be cross-country, uh, volleyball. Uh, a lot of things starting to wrap up. I know we're getting close to the end of football season, you know, and then we're going to roll right into basketball. And, uh, you know, thought we had a, a great time this week. Got the opportunity to talk to a couple folks. Uh, really enjoyed Coach Howard on there today explaining a lot of things to us. I feel like I got an education on volleyball. And, you know, and next week, you, you mentioned we're getting close to the end of football season. I think next week we're going to reach out to one, one of our good friends, a guy we went to school with, played ball with, uh, and, and former uh, football coach, uh, uh, Jay Holland. And so look forward to that. Good times, Jay Holland. You know, he coached here. He coached uh, at Lamar. Had a couple coaching stops. Uh, has improved every program where he's been. He's now superintendent down at Lamar and just does a great job. Uh, a big influence on kids and, and just a top-rate individual. Good guy. All right. Well, hey, I want to remind everybody of, of our email address. Uh, that's oxandoz at gmail.com. O-X-A-N-D-O-Z at 
gmail.com. Y'all drop us a line for something you would like for us to cover. We do our best to do it. Uh, and, and until next week, I hope everybody has a great time. We'll see you.